It's one way of doing it. It's the day before you're supposed to come into the studio. And Uh, it's so great that we managed to actually (laughs) get joys of this. Absolute joys. Here we go. Um, So anyway, welcome everybody. We are here for the Mindset Matters talk show from 10.30, 12 noon. And I'm here with my co-host, Kerry Madwick. Good morning, everybody. And it's been a while since I've been in, so hopefully you've all missed me because I've definitely missed being on the show. (laughs) Yeah, you were off doing all sorts and then you were in Zimbabwe as well, Yes, off off, um, doing the whole travelling thing, which has, yes, been interesting. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) Well, welcome back. Okay, so let me thank my sponsors. Uh, That is The Mindset Show is sponsored by Intune PR. They say one of our PR sayings is getting people on the radio and podcast is... You never know who is listening. It may be someone who can transform your career or your business. You never know who is listening to the Mindset Matters. But the show might transform the life of a listener. So we are proud to sponsor the show. And actually, um, I had a message from the sponsor last night and it has added in a few extra words to say, and it is... As uh, it's mental health awareness and it's coming to the end, we are proud to sponsor someone who raises awareness of mental health every week of the year. So yes, what have you been doing for Mental Health Awareness Week? It is coming to an end on the 15th, so it started on the 9th. But, you know, just because it's the Mental Health Awareness Week doesn't mean that's the only time we bring about awareness. Um, What's been going on? What have you been doing? hearing that's going on in terms of mental health awareness because yeah. the focus is loneliness mm. this year yeah so I've, I've seen quite a lot of posts on social media which i think is good is that you know people giving tips and techniques and i think you're right is that you know it's great that we have this week where people reach out and share stuff and i think it is that is just taking those things on board and using them for the rest of the time and not just going you know we just have this awareness week because we all know you know every single person has mental health and mm. we need to keep our health 
you know, we need to keep our mental health healthy as well as we do our yeah. physical bodies, our mental health as well. Yeah, so it needs to be priority. Yeah, and a lot Absolutely. of people just saying, you know, how much it's taken them to reach out when they feel lonely and struggling. And I think we both know that it, it can be really challenging to feel like you need to ask for help because I don't know, we have this whole thing that we're supposed to be strong and do everything yeah, on our own. Brav- a bravado kind yes. of cover, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, you know, we all do need help from time to time. And I think that's it is just remember that there are always people who you can reach out to absolutely yeah and you know and it's also breaking that stigma around uh, loneliness that uh, we often relate loneliness to elderly people Hmm. but yes that is the case um, that many elderly people who or people that are retiring slowly kind of fall into that loneliness feeling or if they've lost their partners But actually, stats are showing now, especially, and we're still talking about it, but especially after sort of the last two years, there are lots of young people as well suffering from loneliness. And also, let's not forget, you know, young people do feel lonely, i.e., for example, in school, if they haven't got a circle of friends Mm. um, or they're being bullied. All these aspects causes a child or a young person to kind of uh, withdraw themselves from society from their friendship from family and become lonely so really really important to keep that awareness keep those conversations open about loneliness Mm, and and all mental health aspects and that's really true as well i think we make this assumption that because children are at school or you know teenagers at university that they're surrounded by lots of people but that doesn't mean to say that you can't be lonely you can be surrounded by lots of people but if you don't have any friends or have that social connection then you still have that loneliness so I think that is a really important point and you know sometimes it's just reaching out to someone and just going hey how are you doing Mm. you know thinking of you today it doesn't have to be a huge gesture but that you know could make that difference to that person's day of thinking actually do you know what someone someone is thinking about me someone's you know noticed me someone's seen me and I think that's really important yeah absolutely those small little gestures aren't actually small Mm. they're huge and as we know often say um around as well in suicide if people are thinking about taking their own lives just you never know in that moment that smile that you give to them or that hello may actually save their lives Mm. so uh mindset matters well As you know, the Mindset Matters is all about bringing about awareness, breaking down those stigmas of mental health and well-being, because we are always going to be tested. There's always going to be ups and downs and challenges in our life. And it's about um, self-development, learning how to have those tools, have the right mindset in order to address difficult situations, even difficult people that you're surrounded Mm. by. You know, what do you have in your toolbox that helps you kind of overcome different challenges? And, you know, tweet in, because I'd love to know. That'll be Zena underscore Narani at... uh, No, not at. So (laughs) Zena underscore Narani. um, And use the hashtag MSM Radio Talks. And if you want, you can also tweet to Kerry, which is... At KerryM212. There we go. So keep those tweets coming in or any messages, anything that you've been doing um, that's changed somebody's life, made a difference, somebody who's inspired you. um, We'd love to hear those stories. 
Right, you know what? Um, I was supposed to have two guests in the studio today. Jamie Reddington and Matt Wright from No Moon Project, uh, musicians. And unfortunately, uh, Jamie and his family came down with COVID, so they're not here today. But last night, I recorded uh, the show with them. So thanks to technology once again. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Though I was kind of ringing the tech guy and messaging, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do that? And he's like, no, it's, it's, it's in the works. It's in the works. It's in the works. I was like, okay, it's going to have to be Zoom. Yeah. Got there in the end. Yeah, always technology always saves us, doesn't us? It, it, it might not work exactly as it's supposed to from time to time, but it does kind of save us on occasion. It does indeed. So, you know what? Let's dive straight into it because actually that conversation was a little bit longer than I expected, but it was absolutely brilliant. And in there as well, there's going to be two pieces of lovely music, which is what um, they have composed themselves fantastic so really really nice and it's um based around mental health and well-being Brilliant. so i'm not going to say any more because you'll be hearing it in the interview well hello jamie and matt it's lovely to have you here hello hello oh, mindset matters. <laughs> we, you know it's really funny um we're actually recording this the day before you're supposed to come into the studio and it's so great that we managed to actually get on zoom sort of time out and to actually record the show or at least part of the show <laughs> absolutely yeah thank you so much for organizing around us and actually uh having it happen i'm very happy to be here yep so we've got jamie reddington and you're a producer that's right yeah that's right and matt you're a guitarist and vocalist so matt Wright, is that right that is right <laughs> right it's yeah, right yeah. okay so uh, <laughs> who wants to go first tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, then we'll dive into the rest just to go first jamie <laughs> <laughs> um cool okay i uh I've, i'm a producer i've been a producer for a long time i started out doing uh, pop music and hip-hop and have done many things over time you know bits of tv film music i do some lecturing on music industry courses um and have had a very up and down journey as most musicians have mine was more kind of like in the commercial music side of the industry and um yeah over the years i've worked with lots of different people and one of those people i met along that journey the many people was matt Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so I um, I have been in like bands since I was like uh, 17, 18, something like that. Just always been like performing music, like bouncing from band to band, uh, having a great time doing that. Um, and eventually started a solo project, which was me more producing as well as performing, uh, which is how I met Jamie through my managers at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and the kind of stuff that I've worked on used to be folk and indie and it kind of transitioned into something a bit more electronic and it's just I've been experimenting and bouncing around for years just sort of following my feet um, mm. so is that um do you have an actual favorite style of music or is it that you just kind of like a little bit of everything I mean this could be for both of you the question so I'm just going to throw out the questions there <laughs> I think we've, we've both got our roots in in different areas but have like broad ranges my, my roots creatively come from from making hip-hop and soul music and r&b mm-hmm. but you know i played in indie bands as well and i think it is becoming much more common that we have um 
broad interests in music. I mean, for me, mine are quite well connected, you know, in my mind, they are anyway. Mm. Um, but I think that's kind of what we we bonded over is those crossover points for us between genres were the places where, you know, both of our sounds crossed over as well and what we were interested in, which is, you know, mixing different worlds, you know, bits of, you know, program music, hip hop, electronic music, indie music. Um, so yeah, for me, for me, I, did, I definitely came from that background. But like I said, I yeah, I played in rock. You know, when I was a teenager, I was rocking out in indie bands to Stone Roses, and always, wow, you know, <laughs> that's what that period's like, though, right? And then four years later, I was sitting with you know computers making hip hop beats for rappers. So mm -hmm. I think that's that's was less common then, but it's just completely mm -hmm. normal now for young people. I, I think. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm not unless you want to tell me, but I'm thinking you're a lot younger than I am. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I mean, did you ever um, imagine that you you would be where you are now when you were younger, doing what you're doing? It's an interesting question because I think when you're when you're a very young musician, when you're like starting out and you're like starting to write songs or produce music and do all of that stuff, mm. I think a lot of us have that ceiling of like when I'm the age I am now, so when I'm like in my late 20s and 30s and whatnot, that I'm going to be as big as David Bowie or I'm going to be in <laughs> Wembley Stadium. I'm going to be doing everything. And you go through this kind of journey of, <laughs> of finding out where you actually sit and like making your peace with so it's like I think I I I don't know I, I kind of I definitely didn't think I'd be here but I also I think there was a point where I stopped trying to think about where I was getting to because it was like oh it's a lot of pressure I put on myself as a musician yeah. which is part a lot of what we talked about in the early days um which is what we bonded over is just that pressure you put on yourself as a musician yeah, and Jamie what kind of yeah, that thing of where you should be, where you're meant to be, and you know, like balancing those things that you think mm. about when you're younger and what you see as the only option, being, you know, world famous, having number one records or whatever it might be, is part of the challenge. Because no, I definitely didn't see myself being where I am now. But that's partly because I didn't know that this, you know, being, having music as an enjoyable part of your life or being on that journey of finding that balance isn't something you would ever think about when you're a young musician. Matt's mm. right, you know. I just joined the, the moment. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, you have delusions of grandeur. <laughs> you have, you kind of have to. This is one of the things that we talk about with the, some of the musicians that we, we're friends with is that you need, you need, sometimes it's almost like you need that thing to keep you going through what makes it so hard, you know, like, that blind enthusiasm or, you know, confidence in yourself or naivety, whatever it is, is definitely like something that, you know, arguably you need in that beginning bit, because if someone just laid it down on a piece of paper as like an investment prospect, you would never do it. You know, like <laughs> you have to love it and you have to want to do it. So, you know, maybe that's something that, you know, that ties into what we like to talk about and what we want to encourage talking about is opening up that conversation for other people earlier on, Mm. different paths you know there isn't just this like everything or nothing there is a myriad of different worlds in between that you can really enjoy your life and have music be a part of it yeah absolutely i mean would you agree that you know creative people have a very different approach and are more open are more uh 
sort of uh, flexible and talk about their emotions more than say somebody who wasn't in the creative industry and that you might find it easier in some way that's an interesting question so because i i do think that anyone that's creative has perhaps like a more um that they're learning when you're doing something creative you're learning to connect with your emotions and your outlook on life and you're you're investigating what it is that makes you you you're investigating how you feel about things and learning how to communicate that i do think there's sometimes that that there's an element of like you can say things in songs that you can't say in real life you can say things in a painting that you wouldn't say in real life so i think there's it's, it's kind of like they're still more perhaps open to to express and to think but sometimes it's like there's the, there's almost like a frustration there yeah. as well if that makes sense that yeah. there's so much going on that you have to try and get it somewhere yeah. <laughs> um, and learn how to communicate it you know what Matt? I think that's a really good point that you've made there because I think through dance through paintings through songs there is a way that you kind of communicate differently to uh, I suppose and if we're talking about mental health and well-being and this is what this show's about um, people are more likely to express it in that way from my understanding, then they would um, actually having a conversation about it. Mm. The openness is different. Yeah, and you can yeah. you can it, you can process your experiences in different ways that are not so literal as well. You know, like the act of being emotionally involved in something is cathartic. You know, you know it's not always literal for, when you're making music. Sometimes you just you're just doing things mm. and you know getting lost in it and you don't really have the tools to understand why, but afterwards you can often feel better yeah. or, you know, or it can help you, you know, it's like having a talk. It can feel like you've had a deep talk with someone at times, or it can feel like resetting for me anyway, it can feel like resetting no, me, you know, resetting myself so that yeah. afterwards, and I think t- that ties in with it being product, feeling productive as well, which is what, which why it gets so complicated down the line for musicians when it's such an ingrained part of their life is that you attach making music or being creative or being an artist whatever it may be with so many things in your identity that makes it quite like a unique um a unique talking point for like mental health and creativity. yeah no absolutely and i you know i completely agree with you there i mean i came from an artistic background where i was a professional figure skater and then i danced so i understand uh the emotions in music i can't sing by the way i could crack glass <laughs> and try and sing and that's what i've been told by prime i could figure I was told in school once, because I used to be a teacher as well, and they said, Miss Narani, could you please not sing? I was, oh, okay, you want to sing by yourself? That's fine. No, that you can't sing. Your voice hurts our ears. (laughs) (laughs) They just laid it on you. (laughs) Yeah, you could only love them, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you stop doing that. (laughs) There goes my, you know, my stress and my anxiety down the hill. But anyway, um, so, yeah, you know, and you do, you it's exactly what you said you get lost in that and it feels like sometimes that all the challenges and troubles that you have outside have just kind of disappeared and it's like a kind of a self-love detox almost yeah for sure i, I have to remind myself so my brother is a is a fitness obsessive and i do have to remind myself sometimes it's not complete there are things that make it unique but i think getting like lost in the act of you know running or climbing mm. or other things are um are similar right but but there are things that i do think make the things that do make being creative or in our case music one of some of the things that make it unique 
is that the fact that you're putting your identity into your work so yeah. so when it's judged or when you're judging it on how well it does mm. that's really deeply like tied into how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself absolutely um, and and you rely on it to, as a coping mechanism so it does get quite complicated with music especially when yeah. you you know we put so much pressure on ourselves to to be successful in some way like you said where do you see yourself you know we're asked that our whole lives you know especially with music you know mm. that family thing of like when you're going to get a proper job like what is this you know like it's a real thing have you ever had that question then <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course yeah you know I used to go and see my grandma even before she passed away like five six years ago after living off music for 20 years and she would say you know like how long is it going to be before you do start doing getting before you're lucky enough to get some kind of contracted work out of this yeah. and um she meant well because <laughs> it is it is you know it's hard it's very up and down it's not for everyone my sister's my sister's a scientist and she thinks i'm insane <laughs> you know, she's just like why would you do this to yourself it's just crazy <laughs> yeah I, I, and, and that's the thing as well isn't there there's that um sort of that, that cultural um, aspect, the upbringing, the belief systems, what's expected of you, uh, what is a proper job, you know, uh, what isn't a proper job. But a job is a job and, and a lot of that impacts people and it affects their mental health, it affects their goals, where, uh, where they want to go, their confidence levels, self-esteem, identity, all of these aspects. I think that point about like what makes the job I, that that in particular at the moment is like I think a, a question that's being asked because of uh, what happened with COVID like everyone working from home mm. like the new possibilities of doing things remotely and also I think specifically with music the things the dawn of things like TikTok and, and social media have made like being seen by people like so easy and accessible in theory but therefore it's kind of everything's in this sort of weird state of flux and everyone's trying to work it out so there's like there's these uh, to come back to that thing of like trying to get somewhere with it there's so many more people trying to get somewhere and putting their time into tiktok and, and not knowing what to do with pr and all of this and it just becomes so blurry to mm. be able to then for previous generations who uh like i almost think i include myself in this that have kind of gone through that traditional thing we look at it and we go like I can understand how someone, if I like, got really big on uh, a social media platform or something, looking at me, going like, "When are you actually gonna <laughs> like get somewhere?" And it's so yeah, and that, that question's just so interesting at the moment. I think yeah. because it, it, there's so many more possibilities to kind of make uh, your music reach people mm. um, and to make a living off of that. But in a sense, that also makes it more difficult because it's so many people are trying to do it it's a very complicated world <laughs> absolutely yeah it's competitive isn't it um now speaking of your music uh no moon tell us a little bit about how you came about the name and what you're all about oh wow well, yeah um so the i guess i start with what we're all about because i i think we touched on it a little bit earlier uh, might have been before we started recording but we used to meet up to talk about like our individual music, uh, like separate music and, and talk about um, ideas that we were having that we could work on together. I think we, we bonded over the fact that we were very honest with each other and very 
um, very open about the moments where we were depressed or moments where we were anxious or moments where we were like, oh, I don't know if I can, I can like do this next part of what I'm trying to do in my music, or I don't know if this is good enough. And it sort of set this groundwork for us to be able to be really honest in the music we were writing together just for fun because we were just Jamie would like give a beat and I'd say let's put some vocals on it and see what happens um and I think eventually we got to lockdown and we'd had all these little ideas and we thought let's 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 actually let's try and see what legs this has because we've, we've got so much like let's just let's just see let's have some fun yeah. with it um and I think from that point, it's like it kind of just sort of snowballed and just loads more songs. We spoke so much more, obviously, like when thinking about what we could do for, for like our content, we started talking about the same things that we, I said before, like musicians are really struggling at the moment. Musicians are really having that crisis of... Um, of identity and career and like we were having and we were like we should open that up and yeah uh, without saying everything in one go <laughs> that's kind of where, where it dawned from uh, the name um no moon actually jamie we need to talk about that that we we had millions of name ideas we're both classic like, like overthinkers like we things. went we but we had like a document of like <laughs> like so many names we we went back and forth for a long time um and i think eventually we started like reading poems and, um and things that were like bits of film and like things that would inspire us to be like is there anything that we can draw from and i was reading poetry and thought i wrote poems years ago and i've just put them on a hard drive and forgotten about them and i found this one that um there was a line in it saying it works like a tide and you ain't no moon so just ride through and the sentiment being um you you're not always you're not the one that's driving this whole thing you have to mm -hmm. just sort of let go sometimes and that made a lot of sense with where we were at at the time and what we were doing because just have, having this sort of great pressure on ourselves and being like, you know what, let's just do what we do and find out what happens, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that, uh, you know, just kind of ride with the, you know, the waves kind of thing. Um, so in terms of um, your music, because obviously I was just going through Twitter and I, I don't know how it works. I don't know the algorithms, but you're, you came up and there was a thing about mental health and I was like, oh, okay. And then I pressed on it and that's how I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Um, and I thought, perfect for my show. And um, so a lot of the music, uh, do you base a lot of the music around mental health or is have you got a variety of there's a, there's a variety. I think that the, the, the train within the music is, is just us just being honest, you know, and, mm. and trying to channel that. But also the music for us when we started the project was very much like a, a coping, a coping thing. And for each of us in different ways. And, and part of why we started it was we had lots of pressurized emotion attached to lots of things we were making as musicians, you're working on different projects and we both wanted something that we didn't have outside people we weren't we were, the plan was you know we're not going to let other people judge this we're not going to worry about it we're just going to do some stuff together that me and you like and we're going to put it out in the world and so much of it was done remotely mm. all of it was done remotely in fact you know so it was it was me sitting in my room getting lost in something that made me feel good or you know like helped me 
and sending it to Matt and him doing the same and it going backwards and forwards. And inherently there are certain songs that are tied more closely to um, the actual subject of like mental health struggles. But as with most music, most of the things you write are attached in some way to to your emotions, whether that is struggling with relationships or struggling with life or day to day. And I guess that's, um, it's just, in, it's, it's, it's embedded in there all the way through everything, but not always literally. I mean, Matt can speak more specifically about song lyrics. Mm. I mean, would you, would you say that it was a lot easier? Um, Cause you talked about, you know, being in your space without any judgments, would you say it was easier during the pandemic creating music than it is when you're normally face-to-face because then you've got so many other people kind of involved or has it always just been the two of you and quite sort of tight with no other people getting involved, if that makes sense? Hmm. Too many hooks in the... I mean, (laughs) in a way, I think it was easier for us because it was very pure then. You know, there was no... At that point in time, there was no, there was no big mission, you know, to get it out into the world other than in a simple way, you know, to, to sort of track how well it did and build on things and, you know, the, the things that naturally you have to do to create, a, you know, a, a music project or a band that, that, you know, brings something back to you in terms of money, I guess. But, you know, it was very, it was a very pure period for us because of that and that's that's what's you know that's the eternal challenge of making mm-hmm. music is that attachment of you know you you want it to be do it just for the sake of doing it but then you still a part of you that seeks the validation of some kind what you know that is that validation is different for every person mm-hmm. well you just want people you know you don't want it just to sit there and never be heard so Absolutely. we've been lucky that the creative process has just been me and you right Matt but yeah and I think what was interesting about what we were doing when we were doing it remotely as well is um that when it it, we had the freedom not only to just sort of do what we will and like not not have loads of external pressures um but also just like i remember saying to you that i i could act like a teenager again in the sense that i was like staying up till like two o'clock in the morning and writing where i really the pressure of life normally is just go 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 and as soon as you get a day job to support what you're doing your energy and everything you have to be so particular with you have to be so careful with like how much time you're putting in stuff because Mm -hmm. you can just burn out so fast as i've learned so many times it seems and when this time it was like oh, we have this kind of like space to reflect and we're doing it in our own houses and like relaying it back and forth to each other and not be, again, we had that groundwork where we, we weren't like judging each other's work and being like, that's not where we're going. This is where we were just like, let's just make what we, whatever's coming out and see what we can make from it. And it was just such a good, yeah, like such a therapeutic process. It was a good time for us, right? That's the interesting thing about the, like, I, I, you know, we are both lucky in that, we, I mean, I had a different experience where I, you know, everything stopped for me as well. And I found myself looking after my daughter every day, which I don't get to do all the time, which is amazing. But you had so much more space to process things and be creative. And I think that's definitely one of those opportunities, you know, times where you're really lucky to be creative because yeah. you've got like an output and something that you, that you really love doing. We, we both had like some really hard moments as well. You know, one of the songs that, that you'll play you know and whether i can't remember the word came out of that but it definitely end up representing 
which ones are the um the experience it's actually these experiences which is you know largely instrumental but we had both lost people in our families in a short you know in a in a period of time which mm -hmm. was very hard for everyone in that time because there was so much distance between everybody it was very hard to kind of attach yourself to those people and emotions um and we had both been listening to a you know specific podcast and this that that song became you know in a way it kind of in i don't know kind of, i can't remember the actual process but by the time it was finished it definitely became like this representation of us trying to process the things that we were going through yes um yeah, you said it's about grief, partly inspired by uh, an episode of Jess Mills' podcast and was written alongside the difficult emotions that moved us in lockdown. So, mm -hmm. that you know, that is beautiful. And actually, um, you know, since we're talking about this song, let's just listen to this song right now.
Great, and I'll play that then in that part. I'll see. You're gonna play it right now. <laughs> I, was, I was, yeah, I was preparing myself. I was like, am I gonna have? To... I struggle listening to my. So I was gonna ask you. Like, do you struggle? People look... Well, when people are watching me, because <laughs> if I'm if I'm in my own space, I'll be like. Ooh, this is great but I remember um once telling my hairdresser for example that I was a musician and they like played this whole EP that I just made on my own project back to mm-hmm. me and it was just like them looking at me in the mirror waiting for my reactions me looking at us like oh god, god. <laughs> and I think that that since then <laughs> I don't know how long ago that was but I I don't know why now it gives me a weird little like oh I need to hide in a corner while and then come back and that, like, um in the technical terms, we call that a slight uh, touch of imposter syndrome. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's the battle. I, that's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's out there a lot these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but what Matt said there reminded me, and you know, another thing about this project when we started is it, it was faceless. You know, we both know a lot of people in music. We both have performed music and played live and and put ourselves in videos and done, you know, done all those things and actually we didn't tell anyone we were really doing it and we didn't really, it wasn't like announced. It wasn't like, it's another thing that made it quite, you know, um, good for us in terms of just creativity and processing things was that we didn't, we didn't have that sense of identity attached to it. You always do get it eventually, but definitely in, in its purest moments, we felt detached. And over time we ended up in a completely opposite place where we ended up probably being, publicly or visibly on social media especially Matt more honest than either of us have probably ever been around our music at least that's the way I felt anyway. oh god yeah 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 that is so true it was that would I mean we can talk about that more like in the in the interview but that um transition was very strange because like you said we we're both very we're from a generation of music and and like love a generation of music where that mysteriosity is really appreciated and like the the music speaks for itself and people sort of naturally dig more and i think we're in a time now where it's like there's no time for people to dig more there's just like it has you have to be yourself on the surface straight up front straight away um and there's nowhere to hide and that that was yeah. like new in a way like it was kind of like we can't let the music speak for itself like it's not enough to just presume that people will get it we just we have to go out there and really show ourselves mm-hmm. and that's a hard transition with technology i think like sure like go on yeah. well with that what you're saying so i mean how do you manage the uh the pressures of social media for yourselves or are you kind of like, yeah, now I've got this mastered. It doesn't, there's no pressure or anything like that, you know? Um, uh, that Yeah, the, I think social media is like a constant learning curve because you, it, it, like you, there's a part of me sometimes just thinks like I should put this time aside to do it and whatnot um, and then have the rest of myself. And I think I've had moments like that, but um it kind of it gets integrated into your kind like day to day i think tiktok in particular because the, the music industry at the moment is like shining a massive light on tiktok and saying yeah, i don't do tiktok but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing nor did we we didn't we didn't know anything about it really um and it's not the only area of music yeah. but like record labels for example will be looking for tiktok artists and what right. okay. that's not exactly where we're like desperately trying to get to but 
it's just like an uh, immovable object in the music world. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we have to engage with this and see what it's about. And that kind of sucks you in for a bit. And then before you know it, you've tried that 10 times and you've tried to, like when we started out doing Instagram, we were doing um, remixes and all these kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And you like, you suddenly, it, it becomes very apparent very quickly that if you're not careful, your time just gets so eaten up by them. So, because even the content itself, if you really care about what you're making, um, in the early days anyway, because we've gone through loads of, <laughs> loads of iterations of this, like the remixes would take us loads of time. We'd think, this is amazing, like this is gone. Mm. And, then, and then you post it and it's gone. And it's gone. Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah it doesn't <laughs> last long. It doesn't last long. And you're like, oh, wow, if we keep this up, we're going to be trying to write music, produce music, produce these remixes produce the other forms of content and before you know it like you're doing your day job as well and so it's I think that learning curve is a constant battle it's a constant understanding of how much energy you actually have spare to give it and understanding that it isn't it isn't the real world it's just Mm. representative of the real world um and it it is like if if you're not doing exactly the right thing and it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah it's very difficult what do you think jamie because i'm i'm sure your experience is this is very similar it's a crazy time right i mean you, there's not there's not many times where there's been something that's free and, ac- and available to access all the time that is a hundred percent statistically proven to increase your chances of success right it's not the yeah. only way to do it yeah. But no matter what industry you're in, I, you know, yeah. if you went on TikTok, there'll be a lot of people, you know, discussing problem, you know, discussing things like this. Some of it's really honest and great. You know, you get people yeah. of all ages just talking about their life, and you can discover these little lanes of TikTok where you're like, oh, this is just like some dude who's just talking about his life every day. It's not pretentious. It's not overthought. But the fact that it's there in our hands, we, you know, there's lots. There's so there's, you know, there is. <laughs> Un, undeniable research that mm. you know has a massive impact on our lives our self-esteem and and tying that again with music tying that in with your art and your and how you see yourself and what people see you um is incredibly complex because you're 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 on it the whole time and instead of <laughs> it's the same for anyone i guess you'll feel judged you know that the, mm. the effect of being liked or unliked or followed or you know children are struggling with it in schools adults are struggling we all we all are but again for musicians it's like we've already got a pile of things like that in our lives yeah. <laughs> we're piling more on we're piling more on top so there's there's good and bad you know there's there is a good argument absolutely right me and matt have talked about it there's a thing in your hand that's free you yeah. have to pay someone to promote you you have to pay for a marketing company yeah. And it's yeah, it can be success on your terms. Like you can really, if you engage with your audience in the in the way that you want to, and they respond, and it goes well, like you genuinely are like building up people that care about you and your music. And mm. um, and one thing that I was really pleasantly surprised with when I really immersed in the app, like was that, um, talks about mental health and talks about um, the actual the truth of the, the music journey and whatnot are actually way more common than I would have anticipated and like people are open about the fact that it's that it's really difficult and that they're really struggling out here but then also like celebrating the small wins and whatnot like those kind of like healthy like expressions are are there but it's 
it, obviously it's just so complicated it's something as vast as like social media now it's almost like impossible to pin down mm. the the whole picture because it's just so a huge part of our lives now yeah you're absolutely right i mean you know there's so many avenues for that and people are talking about but i think it's more about okay so now we're talking about it which is great which is what needs to be happening and it's happening through art it's happening through music um all these different ways i mean um i recently just went to um bethlehem uh, mind museum have you heard of that basically used to be based in london and it it used to be a um psychiatric hospital um but you know you go in there and there's art done by patients that have been um sectioned in there and all of that and they express it through poems through art and it's just incredible if you ever get a chance to go you need to i'm still processing it a week later i went um last week uh it's very 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 intense Um, imagine yeah um yeah it's such an eye-opener i've kind of i've kind of derailed from what i was talking no, about I'm sorry. Where, where is it sorry bethlehem museum yes this one's in um kind of west wickham so mm. Molsey hospital okay it's in there it's about a big thing i can always send you the link that's please do like, i'll be, I'll be really it's interested incredible to absolutely incredible you see you know how things have progressed um, um, you know, you listen to some music that people created while they were in there as well. Um, listen to their words. You know, it's very, very powerful. Um, I'm definitely going to go back because I haven't seen it all because um, I could only take a small amount of it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely worth it. Put it that wow, way. Yeah. Uh, and they have lots of different exhibitions come up every so often as well. Um, anyway, so get back to you guys. Um, you know. Obviously, there's been challenges and things, and it's really interesting um, that, you know, we talk about every, um, it's been no doubt really hard for musicians. And last year, I um, interviewed a range of musicians who were playing at the Priory Live Music Festival in Orpington, because I was emceeing there for them, which I'll be doing this year again. And it's just really interesting uh, to to hear the struggles that they had during lockdown and listening to your struggles. Um mm. And then also what it was like for them to then come to the music festival, which was their first live thing, and be on stage. So, I mean, for you guys, have you had your live appearance yet? No. Not yet? This is it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's something that we've thought about a lot um, but haven't actioned yet. I think we're still still in those stages of trying to work it out. yeah can you say any we're, more on that we're, we're, well we, we you know we've, we've talked lots about it matt especially is mm. a very natural um live performer feels very much at home in that space um so yeah it's something that we, we really want to do but at the right time you know i think we there is a myriad of different experiences and i think at first we thought that you know we were lucky in that lockdown was when everything stopped for everyone else but weirdly it started for our project you know in a way it was like born out of that chaos or that stopping mm. of the world while for a lot of people who had something going before that it's you know it was the opposite it was the inverse yeah yeah so it was interesting for us because it allowed you know for people who had a lot going on it allowed us some space for those things that we didn't have you know we didn't have before and actually the music was created in that weird environment so Mm. you know it was almost the opposite of when we came out where you know we were like oh we could do this 
live. Yeah. We, actually, we actually had someone contact us and it was kind of like the first time. Amazing. And Matt was like, yeah, let's do this, man. This is going to be great. And I was a bit like, oh. We, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out the comfort zone. Come out of the comfort zone. <laughs> I mean, it'll be amazing when we get to it. We're both quite have our ideas of how good we want it to be. But, you know, it, in a way, it might be the next journey. It might be the next hurdle that is an interesting part of our story is, is, taking out from behind the curtain of the say or behind this you know what used to feel scary is we've become more natural with which is doing it through our phones but maybe for us you know it's another thing that's going to be an inverse where for other people they're performing live the whole time or when they have to go on social media it they it's hard and for us we've done so much on social media remotely that maybe the in real life experience is going to be you know another inverse for us where it's going to be a new, a new challenge and a new journey but they're always, they're always, um, they're always good for you. They Absolutely. Here is your friend. Absolutely, you got, you've got to step into it. It's a message. Go in. But the, um, I literally, because it was just before lockdown. I think I was losing my steam with like live performance because I, with my personal project Sleep or like was doing shows with like loop pedals and all of the stuff. There was mm-hmm. so much pressure on it. And then when we stopped, it was just so nice to like sit down and be like, oh, right, let's just, <laughs> let's just play around with some new music and not worry about how it's going to go live. Um, but I do, I have come around that circle now. Now we're at the like end of it all. I'm like, oh, we've got so many songs. It'd be yeah. Sick to see, but we'll see. We'll see how the next. Well, I'd, next do keep me posted. Do keep me posted. I'd Absolutely love to come right, along yeah. and hear you awesome. live. That would be great. Uh, have you got an album that can be bought, or is it all on Spotify so, and all these platforms? So we have an EP uh, on Spotify and uh, can't be bought physically, but can be bought on like Bandcamp and like um, on iTunes. Uh, and we have two singles. I'm trying to remember this now because again, we forget how much is out because we've got so much going on in our minds. Great. <laughs> yeah, great. So many on the hard drives. <laughs> I think we have two, two Spotify singles, um, which again, you can buy everywhere, including Bandcamp. And then we have one Bandcamp exclusive. We're, we're, um, we're preparing for our next single. Um, mm-hmm. And we're in talks at the moment of like how we're going to compile all the music we've got as we've put it out and how we're going to release it. Because no, that's the interesting thing now is that there's um, there's no rules in a way. You, yeah. you can, if you want to release an album, you can. I mean, there's a lot of people saying just release singles forever and there's some people's releasing i don't know two different lps of different styles so we're mm. going to see how we feel about right, it yeah. once we get the next one comes out yeah exciting stuff so well i mean i was going to say that one of the hard decisions for you know any musician now is money and and, and yeah. how you generate income off music when streaming really doesn't pay any money to artists and so not enough Mm. or you know it it doesn't cost enough whatever the argument is but it's not really a sustainable model for Mm. musicians like you know selling music like it used to be so we have been talking about shifting towards the platform that um, matt mentioned which is called bandcamp which is where a lot of um independent music ranging from electronic music to jazz to Mm. soul music to classical is shifted because you know you can decide it's it's more like an online record shop i guess you know yeah. where as artists we get the the bulk of the money the very large bulk of the money even if it is only small amounts so in a weird way you know we share our music 
using Spotify and those platforms because it's very easy access. But if somebody wanted to support the project um, and stay in touch with us, then probably Bandcamp and is is probably the best way because it allows us to contact you afterwards while like on Spotify and those platforms, we have no way of accessing your fan bases because those companies control the data. So it's, you know, I I bring that up because I think it's another thing that's important for the, you know, the mental health side of being a creative is this this kind of idea that those bigger platforms control your audiences and control your connections with everyone. So Mm. just because you post something doesn't mean that your close friends and family will see it in their timeline. So we're thinking a a lot, all musicians are about how, how not just where we sell our music but where we point people you know it's become mm-hmm. an important part of being it's about your audience isn't it as well exactly and and what's important what is you know the important thing is having a connection with people that like your music and yeah. actually you can't do that on the most popular way of listening to music i mean i have spotify i use it all the time but if i love a band they have no way of knowing that i love them unless you know i find them on social media i send them a message but it's yeah it's still different so yeah so you know if people do want to check something out i would advise and i think we were we were thinking we we start saying this more often that Bandcamp is a more community based and fairer way to engage with people who um, make music fantastic amazing right um i'm gonna have to wrap up soon but um what has been your biggest success would you say Together or individually, your biggest success? Such a question, yeah. Huge question. You're coming with the big ones here. Um, <laughs> for us personally, I actually, you know, for, if, in terms of the, the No Moon project, the biggest success for me has been turning something that was personal and um, based on something that was not based about being famous, not based about being money. Um, based about an honest connection, based on something that we enjoy doing into a part of my life, Mm. Um, which doesn't sound like the typical thing to say, but when you're making music, it's very hard to separate all these things out. And actually, just talking about it even today just makes me think, I'm I'm lucky to have a creative arm of my life that involves conversations like this, that involves, Mm -hmm. you know, honesty and openness and involves a friend and involves conversations that go beyond just you know the selfish processing of my emotions in music <laughs> you know, but like it feels big you know the, there are days where it feels where I'm like this we we have to make this work because I I generally feel that sometimes it's bigger than us you know I do feel that something, it, else something there is something in this that you know it's hard to make art that other than just for people enjoying listening to might impact people you know or might and so far you know we have had lots of amazing messages from people you know about the work around the music maybe even more than the music right matt like actually thinking about it now like uh, you know the things that we've been doing around it um have yeah so i would say you know building even just starting something that has, has has played a role in in my life like this has has been the best part about it other than that i've got a baby so you know and your baby of course <laughs> <laughs> my new baby boy yeah i i can just second that and i think for us like one of the biggest things because we're we're both in used to the realm of like spending ages on a song and then like getting all of the stuff around it to release and it taking forever and like sometimes things and like, projects can kind of 
dissipate in that time and lose their energy and like you change as a person and everything kind like there's so much like the amount of time it takes from genesis of what you're making to getting it out can be really tricky and the thing i'm really pleased and proud of with this is that we like we kind of we followed it through and we did what we wanted to do and like that we got we got to the point where the songs that like we started out with a like out and like they're still coming out and that's so exciting i think one like i guess really practical thing that i'm like proud that we managed to get was the the sample of jess mills and the song these experiences mm -hmm. like i remember like because we listened to her podcast and were, like so moved by it and then having her actual voice in the song when Jamie sent me the message to say that Jess Mills is okay, that I did have a little bit of like a, oh, oh <laughs> like a, oh, that's cool. Um, that was really nice. That's a bit where you become like a little schoolboy. Well, yeah, exactly. I, they, you just, you sort of go into the constant, you're, you're just constantly grinding, 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 not thinking about it. And then you're like, oh, that's cool. We did a thing. Like, oh, the, there's a link there. And you're like, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, that schoolboy feeling. Yeah, it's that's brilliant. Thing. Now, um, if there are any sort of young upcoming musicians out there, what would your advice be for them if it was, you know, they're going into music, managing their time, managing their emotions, their workload, all of those things that you've talked about today? What would be your sort of top two pieces of advice or tips? This, this, I'd shake them and say, there's so much I want to know. <laughs> so much I want to tell you. No, I, um, I think take your time I it's so hard because it, I think take take your time is, is something I wish someone had told me because I think that speed of like needing to get there in inverted commas as soon as possible like when the pressure comes off you can really start to like explore your instrument explore the, your voice or whatever your production mm -hmm. you can really like give yourself the freedom to like do it how you want to do it um and that does take time because you're going to go one way and then decide that that's not quite you and go the next um whilst that pressures i when i was young just put so much pressure on myself i burnt out so many times and the place where i'm at with it now is so much healthier and so much happier that i'm like i wish i could transport that back into the past mm -hmm. and say look it's okay just explore like do what you want find out it, it doesn't it doesn't matter as much in the way that you think it does and when it like it, it it's it's going to be okay <laughs> yeah so how, i mean with that i mean how do you manage yourself and your emotions when you you know you'll get you know be getting to that point where you know the the kettle's starting to boil and the top of it's starting to kind of bubble well it's it's like it's partly actually like making the music is is in a way like we both come from that that place of like music is therapy like music is a way of mm. like expressing those things but when like the pressure of like getting somewhere of like doing the, the right thing like getting like getting further in your career comes up i think we we generally the way that we as a band do it is we talk about it we say we try and like de-escalate it and be like it's okay like we both very good at being there for each other in those moments and saying look this is inherently good as what it is like if i've written a song and i'm like this isn't coming out as quickly as i wanted it to and there's all these obstacles and that, 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 that. it's like it's okay if if 10 people listen to this song we've we've done something if a thousand people listen to this song we've done something like it matters that we've done 
what we've done it is what it is like it's not um it doesn't have to be anything more than that and i think we're very good at de-escalating each other in that in that sense would you agree starting with any issues that you have in a way there's no off button it's like a, it's a process that you you get better at guiding yourself through and that's what you you, you can't turn it off but you it actually reminds me of something from the podcast we talked about where the quote um jess mills podcast she quotes something about how you don't um you don't grow with you don't um outgrow like pain and grief you kind oh. of you grow around it and it's a part of you and i think that's that's like that with what we do you know we don't we we're not sitting here saying that we've just switched off all those issues not at all we still you know we still battle with them and we probably always will but we get better at finding ways of processing them of rationalizing them yeah and i guess that's the same as as many mental health problems you know we we are teaching ourselves to recognize those moments and and to guide ourselves and each other as as best as possible and i think that that is that's a great place to start that's beautiful i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant um now if our listeners want to get in touch with you and connect with you where can they go so they they can go to our twitter at um at no moon ldn that's n-o-m-o-o-n-l-d-n or i'm going to look up the Bandcamp link now because it's a little trickier than a regular link and uh, maybe we can post it up straight afterwards along with this but i think it's no let me just have a look two seconds i mean it's on there as well on the posts and once i Excellent. put the recording out there i'll put the links out there as well but if we've got anyone listening right now you know they kind of awesome. want to jump on um, okay. On either, like, ask us anything you want. We're very friendly. Um, like, we're, uh, yeah, I, I've just looked it up. It's the same as Twitter. It's nomanldn.bandcamp.com. Um, and we're we're on TikTok. We're on, we're on all of them. They're everywhere. <laughs> Find us where it's like the moon. There are, the moon's out there. <laughs> well, exactly, the moon. Where is it? It's there, it's there, it's there. It's all right. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, um, when we say goodbye straight after i'm going to play um peaks tell us a little very quickly what peaks is based on yes so uh peaks is actually a song that we we both really enjoyed on, on um as a kind of it was it was like never going to be a big single but it was like this moment that we had and it's about sort of self it's like a pep talk to yourself i, I remember listening to this afterwards in moments of difficulty being like um this is like a mantra almost uh like the main lyric being no peak can stop you right that thing of like it's okay you can do this just take the leap go do the thing you want to do um i hope that sums it up <laughs> beautifully actually because i'm all about mantras and affirmations that's one of my things uh and you know and i think it's really important to do those pep talks to yourself that self-love that self-care as well absolutely um Actually, I've got one more question. Okay. Yes. You know what? I could talk to you guys all night, but I know you have to go. But one more question. Give me really, really quickly a fun or interesting fact about you that nobody knows. Oh. But they will now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got one. I've actually got one for both of us. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cheating. Okay, go on. No, but like we but this is interesting. We're both colorblind. Really? Yeah. We did. We, I mean, we've forgotten a couple of times, but like there'll be Jamie. I remember one of the photo shoots, Jamie was like, Is this color okay? Because I'm not sure. And I was like, I don't know, I'm colorblind. He's like, 
Oh, can I <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's a beautiful painting behind you, by the way. Oh, I love the colours. <laughs> I don't know what they are. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not black and white colour. No, it's not black and white. <laughs> reds and mauves. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Anyway, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Um, it's been great. Thank you so much for having no, me. I wish you all the best, and I honestly can't wait till you play live. I want yes. to be there. Uh, make do sure you know where we're touch. playing. Absolutely. And I'll continue to follow and like as well. Awesome. So Take much. care. Bye. Take care. See you later. I'm just.
Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Sinat Noorani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Well, there we have it. Uh, Jamie Reddington and Matt Wright. What a wonderful conversation with them I had. Yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing. Some yeah. great things that we covered. So uh, if you didn't get all of that, then please do listen again on the Catch Up Once It's On My Podcast channel, which the links will go out on Sunday. But the, the music, again, was beautiful. Very, very chilling, mm. relaxing, some lovely stuff. So the first piece played was called These Experiences, which is about grief. Uh, partly inspired by an episode of Jess Mills' podcast and was written alongside the difficult emotions that moved um, them, so Jamie Reddington and Matt uh, Wright, in lockdown. Um, Speaking of Jess Mills, um, after they told me about her, I was actually listening to her podcast on my drive down here. Um, Definitely highly recommend it. Mm. I'll be listening to it again or finishing off the one that I'm listening to (laughs) as I'm driving back down. uh, Some really great pens points on there uh, about the human the emotions depression uh spirituality there's so much in there brilliant and i think that that is the one thing about you know our long journeys again is that you've always got podcasts and things like that to listen to Mm. so um you know and it's always good to have good recommendations because sometimes you listen to um you know podcasts and you think oh it's not really my Mm. cup of tea but it's really nice to have recommendations or something that you can listen into so yeah brilliant jess mail's podcast um and the final piece uh that you heard was called peaks and it's about challenging yourself to step forward and keep a positive mind frame um it's basically based on a bit of a pep talk to yourself (laughs) and i think we need to do that more often have those pep talks don't Mm. we and just remind ourselves how great we are and uh the the good qualities that we have and that we're doing good we're okay right now yeah exactly you know i always say to my clients is you know you've been bashing yourself in your head for how long it's not really working out so well for you so you know just try that pep talk of going actually you know you're right in this moment i am okay and i Mm -hmm. have everything that i need you know and i think that is it is and when you put yourself forward sometimes it can be a bit scary but you realize that you do have everything you need when you put yourself forward that you know that actually it's okay so it's that reflection time Mm. again because we do we get so bogged down by the things we aren't accomplishing where we aren't feeling uh, or we're being judged for x y and z but what about all the great things that you have mm, definitely uh, achieved and accomplished um even if it means that you, you know you don't get out of bed easily and uh, today you jumped out of bed yeah. with more energy that is an accomplishment exactly yeah definitely and i think also great for them as a band you know i was just saying i think it's it's such a tough industry Mm. to be in the music industry because there's so many people who are so talented and to be able to just keep pushing yourself forward and putting yourself out there until you kind of get noticed and get your break and that sort of thing so i think it is amazing that you know they're using their music and you know we all know music produces those feelings for all of us so it's an amazing way to do it It so i'm so looking forward to when because that's their I'm hoping their next um, step in their journey Brilliant. to go live, live yeah. Um, and I can't wait. I, I really look forward to seeing them Amazing. live. Amazing, yeah. Um, and they're based in London, so uh, 
definitely well we'll let everybody know when they do it and we can all all go along and support them yeah absolutely i'm going to read out a few tweets uh we've had in some of them are really crazy (laughs) tweets i'm not going to go through all of them but um earlier on we were talking about uh our toolbox and bless sarah's um tweeted in with two girls kind of dancing away there it says me and you sisters uh i'm in sorry i'm my toolbox what's that supposed to say I'm my toolbox. You're my toolbox. In I think. my toolbox. Yeah. In, in my toolbox. <laughs> Spelling error for a content lady. Tut, tut. <laughs> in my toolbox, I have Zenat. Oh, isn't that sweet? What Brilliant. does she want? She's up to something. Yeah, definitely. She needs something. Any other tweets there, Carrie, that you see? Well, just some crazy gifts, which obviously, you know, quite quite challenging to, as we're on the radio. But it's always entertaining, isn't it, to have the gifts and talking about popcorn. Yes. Shall we say him? So Well, she did put in an image of a what's her name for murder she wrote lady, Angela Oh Angela Lansbury yes. scoffing her face with popcorn. Y- yes. Yeah, it's popcorn time anytime. <laughs> it's, a, it's one of those feel good moments. Good snack. Yeah. Apart from the um yeah, litre of butter poured all over the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> she sees you. I see you, Sarah. <laughs> um, we had a tweet in from, a re, uh, retweet in from Bethlehem Museum of the Mind. They like the tweet, um, which is uh, what I spoke about uh, very briefly um, whilst interviewing Matt and Jamie. Bethlehem Museum of the mind is absolutely incredible a psychiatric hospital with the history of what it was and how it's evolved to where it is now definitely a place to um go and visit Mm, i'm definitely gonna go and educate yourself and get a real understanding of mental illness Mm. and i think also how how it's evolved and i think more and more people are understanding how we can help each other and how we can deal with it and treat it whereas you know i think um not so long ago actually they you know they took up people's frontal lobes and kind Mm. of all sorts of dreadful things that happened you know whereas now we have different ways of of understanding it and treating you know i i don't i don't really like the word mental illness i think it 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 is that kind of that stigma isn't it Mm -hmm. but there you know there are ways of helping people who are struggling with their mental health um and and i think it is important so yeah just to see you know that we we are making progress i think Uh, yeah Yeah. and that's important yeah and you know if you're not it's a it's great to be able to go to places like that to educate ourselves even more Mm. if we're not sure um about it or how to talk about it or perhaps if somebody within your circle of friends or family Mm. is suffering from mental health yeah and you don't know um what to say what to do uh, how people feel yeah definitely this is a a good insight to uh, understanding better yeah and i think that's true because you know so often it's it is challenging to understand something unless you've been through it yourself so to have that understanding from other people who've been through it who've written accounts you know and you said that there's you know stories and poems and things like that just to kind of get into someone else's mind a little bit to understand what they're going through does help us help other people um you know i was listening to someone i i can't remember his name um who was on um a 
kind of I think it was Good Morning Breakfast or one of those shows and he was actually saying that you know for some people when they receive bills that have this red urgent notice on their brain almost like shuts down so instead of opening it and dealing with it they just put it to one side which is the worst thing that you can do because if you ignore it it's only going to get worse but their brain shuts down so you and I think oh you know just open with it and deal with it then it will go away Mm. but they can't actually process that so to actually understand that Mm. so if you have someone in your life who is like that you know you can open the bills and go actually it's not as bad as you think it is and it's just is that understanding so that we can help each other you know and be there for each other and just you know walk people through things that they find challenging because I think that's the thing with resilience. We all find mm. different things in life challenging. We can, you and I could both be in the same situation where I don't, I'm not yeah. affected by it and I walk away and think, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. And for you, it could be an absolute catastrophe yeah. because of our minds work different ways. And I think it is important to understand and, that and as well. And the past so. experiences that Absolutely. we have had that relate to that yeah. incident as well. Definitely. Um, and it's funny you talk about, you know, the red notice because there was you know there's this big thing as well using red pens within schools mm. so if you for marking yeah the, the moment uh, children see a red pen it's like oh i'm useless yeah. i've done it all wrong and that negative connotation that goes with the color red but this is why art therapy and all mm. of these kind of things are wonderful because you can use these colors in a completely different yeah. way so there's art therapy there's creative making so it's about again reframing exactly those yeah. experiences mm. and those thoughts yeah definitely and and it's also i think helping people understand that yes they you know particularly i guess <laughs> students that you might have not got a good mark but actually that's just an indication of where you need to work a little bit harder or do some work or get some extra help rather than taking it as a negative. It is just that reframe of, okay, I'm not doing so well, you know, personally, I was... Well, I don't like to say it anymore. I was horrible at maths at school. And I I, I, I took extra lessons, you know, and initially it's kind of like, "Mm, you know, I'm the dunce of the class. I have to take extra lessons. And I just thought, well, do you know what? If this is what I need to do to pass my exams, then that's what I need to do. So Mm -hmm. I think it is that is just the reframe of, you know, some of us need more help in areas than other people do. And people who are good at maths are not always good at other things and they might need help with that. So it is just kind of, you know, working out what you need help with the most and and asking for that help. So Yeah, not being afraid to do so. Yeah. I just had a tweet in from... uh, into NPR it's mental health awareness week and also exam period yep absolutely do you know actually let me finish reading this exam period for a lot of students i spoke to zinat narani about the importance of taking care of one's mental health during this time listen to this video clip of the interview a written piece is coming soon and it's um pick.twitter.com forward slash l a capital h v c d small y eight capital e capital a <laughs> there we go uh yes we did speak about that actually and um i did um i, I was interviewed by some university students for their journal okay uh, which was Brilliant. really lovely yeah. so that was great um but speaking of exam periods um just actually, was it this morning yeah it was this morning that i read that um there are lots of students that are going to the gp Mm. stressed and anxious because and they were mentioned because of the whole lockdown and being in a room that set up of the tables and the chairs Mm. 
that they're becoming really anxious. And they have requested that their GP write notes along those lines if they can go into smaller groups okay. or individual yeah. rooms to sit their exams. Mm. I mean, it's got to that point where they can't sit in a room of 50, 60 kids yeah. to do their exams. Mm. It's shocking. Yeah, it is It is crazy. And I think it is, you know, that there are ways that, you know, we can help people manage that and manage their mm. stress and anxiety. You know, we, we talk about it, you talk about it from a um, mind, mental health point of view. I talk about it from a nutrition point of view as well because mm. I see so many young people who are not eating well and oh. therefore it's that, you know, it's that much more challenging. You see, you know, children going to school drinking, you know, shall we say not, not such great energy drinks and things like that yeah. and they're literally hyped up on sugar and your brain is not going to work yeah. and function that well so you know there are there's so many strategies that we can take on board to to help and deal with things like that because i think a lot of emphasis is placed on exams you know, maybe too much emphasis because there are other ways you know, to get into, um, you know, what you're wanting to do, not necessarily just through writing exams. Yeah. And I think it is, you know, a lot of pressure is yeah. put on that. So. No, you're absolutely right there. You know, nutrition is massive. Mm. I mean, you're constantly talking about that. If you have, you know, I call it brain food. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I have a bag of nuts near my table. Mm. Uh, yes, Babel monkey nuts. Um, <laughs> get it in there. Before the tweets before, and gifts. Yeah, that's it. Before the gifts arrive. Yeah, but it, just, you know, like those Brazilian nuts, all mm. those walnuts, just give that energy boost. Um, but instead of having that, why not eat properly? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, and I'm yeah. guilty of that. And yeah. you know that. Mm. So that I don't always... Um, feed my body in the right way because yeah. we get so obsessed and involved in our work from day to day. Yeah. Um, but again, it's changing those habits and I'm aware of it and um, asking for help and people to remind you is so important. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's it is, you know, with everything, we always say the awareness gives you the opportunity to change it. Mm. Um, the other thing is water. You know, our brain mm. is mostly made up of fats and water. So if you're not feeding it properly, you know, then it's not getting the nutrition it needs to function because it is a muscle, you know, and it needs to function. You know, sleep's important again. Yeah. You know, we talk about that often as well. So mm -hmm. there are so many strategies out there that can help. Yes, I understand that some people still will always... I, I, dislike exams you know yeah, they're not my favorite thing to be doing but I've learned to cope with it and to get through it and so there are so many strategies mm -hmm. that you can do that and you know nutrition sleep you know all of that makes yeah definitely difference. so and I think you know um schools and exam boards are a lot more uh, open yeah. to the understanding how young people are struggling and suffering so nowadays you can actually you know i've seen young people going with the exams with squidgy things to kind yeah. of squeeze or they've got their little sort of lava lamps in front of them yeah in our days i'm sure we weren't we, allowed no, to have any would, of that no. just your pencil yeah. and that's it yeah you know now you can have things yes that help you, help th you through yeah. that day which mm. is wonderful and also if you do things like tapping which i know you teach you know tapping is really helpful as well and breathing you know i always say your breath is always with you yes. so it's learning those breathing techniques that can just help to kind of start to calm you down because when your brain is kind of hyped up in that stress mode it's not going to function yeah, properly so once you can start to calm it down because i think most people 
know everything that they need to know for the exams it's mm. the stress that then the brain kind of goes under pressure and you forget everything because you're too busy focused on kind of like surviving through yeah. the exam <laughs> but all of the knowledge is in there it's just learning to calm down so that you can access that can. knowledge Do you know yeah. what you've just thought um reminded me of something maybe next week we can uh, do a couple of breathing techniques sure um Always live on the radio yes. show next week i think that will be quite nice we can do that definitely yeah that'll be good um right uh, time is drawing close a uh, couple of more tweets have come in we've got uh kerry making a good uh, good point on mental health on uh, mindset matters those suffering can learn those from who have suffered before absolutely learn from others um uh, yeah okay sarah's sent a really nutty squirrel in it's making my eyes go funny anyway moving on really really quickly so next week um i have a recorded interview from portia portia booker lovely lady in the states uh from ohio she's um she threw in her job and she's all about um transforming her life and transforming the lives of other people so do tune in to listen to her interview next week uh what else have i got here uh, we've got a couple of workshops going on. So I'm just trying to find it. Where is Oh, actually, before I do the workshop, my affirmation of the week that I always share. So last week, it was on uh, your gut. So knowing that our gut is often referred to our second brain, how often do you listen to your instinct? And that's what I was talking about. So what is your instinct telling you to do? So this week, what could stop you from following your instinct? Then now imagine what could be if you allowed yourself to follow your instinct. I like that. Yeah. Well, I think because so often we're taught not to follow our intuition and use our brain brain, brain instead of <laughs> our gut brain. <laughs> so start to listen to your gut brain instead of your brain brain. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've started to more listen more to my gut because, and it's been amazing because it's a real different sense of accomplishment a feeling that you get Mm. and now I kind of regret that I never listened to my gut as often as I should have done yeah but you know you you live and learn and that's what we say you know when when you know better you do better so yeah and I think that is it is you know and how many times think about how many times you've overridden your intuition and gone with the way you think instead of the way you feel. Mm. And often it doesn't work out as well as if you'd followed the way that you feel about things. So I think it is important. And when you can analyze that, you realize actually that yeah. most of the time your intuition and your instinct is, is, is right. Yeah, because that is yours. And it's funny when you, know, when you said the word I, when you, know, you think, actually often when we think with our brain, it's we have to think really, really hard mm. to make sure it's our own thoughts and Abs- it's not the experience or judgments or beliefs of somebody else's yeah. that has been embedded Absolutely. into our thoughts. Yeah, yeah. You've got to really break it yeah. down because even if I think, oh, no, I need to do this, this and this, I'm going to think logically about it. Actually, it might not be your mm. brain. Yeah, definitely. It might be somebody else's. I, I, did a, I did a, I mean, just a very quick technique that I did with a, a mentor once and she always said, what does your heart feel what does your heart feel what does your heart feel what does your gut feel and then what does your head feel and they're always complete your heart and your gut are normally the same and your head is usually completely different and Mm. then it was always you ask that question three times and 
you know, it'll come up three times exactly the same. So it's always a good little technique to, oh, to try. that's interesting. That's yeah. something I'll try. Mm. Never heard of that one before. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, we learn something new every, every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So, uh, as I said, Portia Booker is joining uh, me via pre-recorded uh, interview. <laughs> One day we'll be flying off to the States to interview people, yes. but for now we'll do well, it. You know what? I'm thinking I might start get, um, doing phone calls mm. with people in the States and wherever they are in the world, Brilliant. if we can get the time zone yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. That would be really, mm. really good. Um, now, if you would like to um, sponsor the show or if you've got a story to share, then please do get in touch with me um, on mindsethorizons at gmail.com. That's mindsethorizons at gmail.com. Now, for this show and any other previous shows, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash zenat hyphen narani msm to listen to that. I'd like to thank my sponsor, Intune PR, enormously with a passion. And also my wonderful co-host, who's back in the studio, <laughs> Kerry Madwick. Thank you very much. It's been good to be back. And hopefully we've given some people some tips and tricks and some new music to listen to as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So Jesse Mills podcast. And thank you, uh, Jamie Reddington and Matt Wright. Once again, it was an absolute pleasure chatting to you, leaving you with my mission to empower your mind to live the life that you desire by helping you find and forge your path in life. Keep safe, keep well, and I'll see you here, same time, same place, next week. And, by the way, thank you for all your messages and tweets <laughs> and gifts. I forgot to thank my tweet- yes. tweeters and listeners. Absolutely. Oh, look, we've just had a last-minute uh, tweet in. Great listening to Zenat Narani after such a long time. Yes, after such a long time, Chandra Sharma. Great interview with No Moon. Um, I love the shares and also hearing about Bethlehem Museum. Absolutely. Right, guys? Take care and enjoy the sunshine. The Mindset Matters Show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Numrani on Channel 2 Radio. I can almost see it, that dream I'm dreaming, but... There's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction My faith is shaken, but I, I gotta keep trying, gotta keep